Welcome to the Future Foodcast. Food enthusiasts, we're so glad you're here. We have a really insightful guest today, Laura Chidola, and she's here to talk to us all about, she's got a couple different businesses going. Uh, she's got business in teas, business in cannabis, and we want to hear all about it. So welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Well, we are so excited to have you. You have quite a rich history in all different uh, areas of business. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you have come to where you are right now, and then we'll talk about where you are right now as well. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm the CEO and creative director of Tealish, which is a specialty tea company. My now husband and I founded in 2005, before the big kind of tea renaissance came about. Um, so we were kind of first movers in that in that realm. And I'm also the chief strategy officer of Join Botanicals, which is a cannabis biotech company that I'm also a co-founder of. And we have really special technology, innovative technology, where we turn cannabis oils and distillates into a water-soluble powder with a very fast onset. So it's pretty exciting and groundbreaking there. That is very exciting. Now, backing up, so did Tease, Tea, and Love bring you together with your husband? Now hus you said now husband, so you started out in the tea business, not married. Not married. So we actually met in university. We both went to the University of Toronto um, and we met there and dated briefly and then sort of, you know, went our separate ways. We were quite young and stayed in touch. And, um, you know, then after we both graduated, we reconnected. I was just starting my first year of law school. And, uh, you know, heading down that path, but also had just returned. I had just returned from a trip uh, to Europe backpacking, you know, as you do. And my husband, Michael, had just returned from a year in Thailand. So we were sort of opened up to the world in a way that we hadn't been before. Came back, I started law school and just really felt like it was not a great fit for me in terms of what I was discovering about myself and my, you know, skills, abilities and, and preferences and how I wanted to, you know, show up in the world. So uh, Michael and I took a, a kind of a gap year and just start, started to figure out what we wanted to do and, and what kind of career path we would want to take, uh, which entailed, you know, me leaving law school and, um, you know, just really starting to explore what we liked doing together. That's kind of where it started. So we really figured out we loved cooking and eating out in different restaurants. And we both have a passion for travel. And we happened upon this uh, little tea shop where we were living at the time and both just like fell in love with the entire concept that it was presenting, which was beyond the tea bag you would have growing up, which is really like I knew what red rose was. And my mom would make me tea with honey and lemon when I was sick, or I would have chamomile if I had a stomachache, but that's really all I knew. Uh, so Michael and I started drinking tea together and buying all these teas from all over the world. And, you know, we were not making a lot of money at the time, but we decided to invest in this beautiful glass teapot so that we could enjoy our tea in the evenings together. So we, it's really started that way. And then we moved back to Toronto and started talking about our career path and different business opportunities. And both coming from entrepreneurial families decided that we wanted to give our own business a go and found that we like loved tea and the culture and saw an opportunity in Toronto to 
present tea in a really fun, modern, engaging way that hadn't been done before. Present people with flavors like green tea can have pomegranate and goji berries and beautiful flowers or, you know, herbal teas can be mixed together to create wonderful flavors that can maybe replace sugary beverages or you know we just saw so much opportunity in tea and we were so excited and passionate about it that that's really how we ended up starting the business i love the entrepreneurial journey and and listening about how you end up where where you are the i can hear the creativity in how this morphed for lack of better term like you took one step and enjoyed tea yourselves you were the consumers and you said oh, we can, we can up-level this and found the opportunity in Toronto. And then you brought your best ideas to your clients. And obviously it's been successful. Yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been quite a journey. I mean, we have been in business for many years. And so our business has taken twists and turns and pivots along the way. And, um, you know, it's been really fun sharing our experience of what we knew tea could be with our customers. You know, once we sort of have interact with our customers and bring them into our world of tea, you know, they share in that passion with us. And that's, that's the kind of community that we've been able to develop through our products and sort of the purpose behind many of our products is giving people almost a story behind each tea, getting them interested in tea beyond just like, oh, I'm just having a beverage, you know, here's what this tea can do for you. Here are the ingredients. Here's how you can pair it with certain rituals during your day. So really helping people cultivate that wellness habit. So we've done that through our retail store, which we've had for many years. We have a very robust e-com website now as well, where we offer over a hundred types of tea and all different sort of accompanying you know, mugs and teapots and honeys and different things to kind of enjoy alongside your tea ritual. Uh, and we also have uh, a different lines of tea that are being sold into the B2B market okay. so that more people have access to the product, whether that's in specialty gift or in grocery. Okay. Diversified outside of just your one location to be able to provide the product different ways. And then you're reaching a, a much broader audience as well. What's the biggest challenge that you're having with the tea industry right now? I would say the biggest challenge. So right now we're really trying to penetrate grocery. And so we've tried a couple of times over the years and, you know, we've had some kids in between. And so a bit of scale back or refocusing on the business during that time. And now we, you know, we're that we're, our kids are a bit older. We're really gunning for grocery. And what we're finding is that penetrating grocery is very challenging because you're competing with large food. And, you know, it's, it's not a new story, <laughs> but when you're in the middle of learning about it, it is, it's challenging. And you also start to realize that it's, you know, how can uh, we who are putting, you know, this, this passionate and more um, bespoke spin on tea compete with a large company like Lipton, who's got such purchasing power and brand recognition and all of that. So that that's one part that's, you know, a big challenge and then getting, you know, all of your distributor fees and broker fees, like there's many fees involved in grocery, which is also a challenge. But the, the other big challenge is I think consumers are so used to paying so little for food. If it's 50 tea bags for $3.99 or drugstore the other day, and they had a little food section and I saw a box of 
like Captain Crunch for $3.99. And I mean, like we're so involved, like our kids eat very well, definitely have treats sometimes, but I'm very focused on ingredients and knowing what we're putting in our bodies. And so how can somebody who, when you're not, when you, when you have to be price conscious, it almost feels like you can't put health first and you can't put a focus on premium ingredients first. And so that is a challenge is that the smaller manufacturers have to charge a higher price point because A, they're smaller, but B, they're using better ingredients. And so there you have to be able to charge more for that product, an uphill battle convincing the consumer that this product is worth more. And why is it worth more? And reaching the customer and telling them that story. And again, to tell that story, you need big marketing dollars. So it's 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 really about the volume and the scale and just and and you know changing people's minds over time. Tea has historically been a very low cost product. And rather than it just being a commodity, I mean, you are looking for that end user, that that tea consumer that really cares about health and wellness, really cares about the quality of ingredients. Not that the other teas have bad ingredients, but yours are obviously a step above and the, the care that goes into the selection of those is, is critical. So you're right. It's going to be like a grassroots effort, really. Yeah. I mean, your, your client base is going to hunt the raving fans that you have out there already going to have to have the drum beat going for, for your <laughs> team. That's I'm sure something that you can overcome over time, or maybe start in some of the smaller retailers sure. to gain some momentum and some popularity and some name recognition, right? Because you're not going to be able to pay for all the marketing dollars uh, and also be able to keep doing the quality product. There's only so much wallet to go around, right? As you decide what you're spending money on. Well, let's shift gears a little bit because you mentioned a couple different businesses and the other one is in botanicals and with some cannabis. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Sure. So, so I'll just um, give a, a quick summary on how we actually ended up in cannabis. Um, obviously being in tea, we love the concept of plant medicine and what herbs can do for you. So even just knowing like what a cup of chamomile tea can do and how it can actually relax your body. Like it works. Um, just really believe in the, those herbs. And so um, over time, when cannabis be, started to become legalized in Canada, we had a lot of the producers in Canada, licensed producers come to us and ask them, ask us to make them uh, cannabis tea. We said, sure, that's amazing. We'd love to be involved. We think cannabis is a wonderful medicine and, and, um, or recreational activity, but you know, how are you getting cannabis into tea? And nobody had an answer. So we're like, well, are people just putting oil in? You can't just infuse cannabis and, and get the same effects. And so we saw an opportunity in the marketplace to come up with a format where you could get cannabis into tea and beverages, you know, and, and maybe possibly other edibles. And so we partnered with um, a scientist who's a family friend, a really brilliant chemist who's, who had been teaching at a university in the U.S. for many years and had worked on many natural health products over time. And he had just recently retired. So we pitched him this project and he was uh, very excited about it as well. And so you know, he got to work coming up with a technology to create a water soluble cannabis powder that could be used in tea or any type of beverage. It really kind of started there and then has led us into, you know, really understanding the industry and the needs of the new cannabis consumer. Wow. I, I really like that you 
kind of brought back into the fold by sharing the vision for the product with the professor that had already retired. And he's like, oh, this is exciting. Of course, I'm going to come out of retirement to work on this project. And at what a great service. And to have somebody with such a good knowledge base that has a whole, you know, a lifetime of working in science. What a great thing to bring. And how is all of that going? Uh, where where are you with that product line or options? Yeah, it's going really well. I mean, we've spent the past three years R&Ding the product and perfecting it, doing some preclinical trials and, you know, really understanding and proving out the technology. So, you know, beyond it just being a water-soluble powder, what was really important to us was it having a fast onset. So it, it traditionally cannabis edibles will take an hour or more to set in. So you don't really know what you're getting into. And for people who are medical patients or who need it right away, that doesn't really work. You almost have to kind of like predict that something might happen to you and you'll need this medicine. So, so having this fast onset and perfecting it was really important to us. So we've worked with an LP, a licensed producer in Canada to um, continue that R&D. And they just brought the first product to market uh, a couple of days ago in Canada. It's so the first product to market is actually a coffee pot. So it's in a coffee pod that you would put in an espresso machine or something like that. And I think the dose is five milligrams of THC and a low dose, low caffeine coffee. So we've just launched our first product and are, you know, talking to other licensed producers in Canada and the U.S. about including the powder in their beverages and edibles. That is so exciting. A couple of days ago, yeah. we're, on, we're on the cutting edge here. Laura. I, love, I love talking to you. I, how are you containing your enthusiasm after, <laughs> you know, these years of research and then you get the LP there to be able to come up with this pod product and, and have actually released it. So best of luck with that. I, I hope that that takes off. Uh, are they advertising that or what's the, what's the rollout? plan? They are. So they've rolled it out um, again, just recently. So I think it's it maybe a little different in Canada than the US in terms of the marketing that they are allowed to do. So it has launched on, uh, you know, the different kind of government run websites, and then that will be rolled out into different dispensaries as well along the way. And I think just because it's such a novel format, it's the first coffee product to hit the shelves in Canada. So because it's novel, I think there will just be a lot of excitement and interest because of that. And then I think that the advertising and promotion will really start to take shape in the next couple of months once they understand that what that initial demand will look like. Well, I think that releasing it as a coffee product in the winter is a perfect, perfect timing because more people are, let's face it, more people are drinking coffee when it's cold out then you know possibly in the summer they might make an, another beverage a different beverage choice definitely uh, yeah and i think you know um i think it's a great product as well because what you're starting to see in cannabis is that people are not just using it as a way to get a buzz. Let's say a, a lot of people are using it who uh, use it before exercise or they use it before a creative session at work. Uh, a five milligram dose is not a lot for people who consume cannabis regularly. So it might just be that little extra piece of relaxation or inspiration or creativity uh, boost 
to, you know, you, you're able to consume that in the morning and still go about your day without feeling, you know, too impaired. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great format for, you know, many different things, or, you know, having a coffee with a friend mm -hmm. on a Saturday before you go for a big hike or something. Right. So I think there's a lot of different ways you can use it. And then, you know, obviously in the summer, um, you can put it into iced coffee and, and the like, and I think the goal with this company is to also um, start putting it into more product formats. So we're discussing putting it into pods with RTs, you know, possibly getting it into gummies and lozenges and, and more product formats that kind of sit in your mouth, because that's when you're starting to feel the effects. So if it's kind of in your mouth, the absorption, I know the sublingual, you know, put something under your tongue so that you can get, not have it have to go through the digestive tract to get more uh, quickly absorbed to your point of that onset of action. You wanted that to be as quick as possible, especially someone who really needs the product for uh, maybe a medicinal type purpose. And it's almost like getting ahead of of it. You don't want to be suffering and then have to wait an hour. You want to know you're going to get some results sooner than that. Definitely. Yeah. What other, so the water soluble is interesting because it's more oil-based plant, isn't it? I mean, is that what the challenge is? Yeah. The, the challenge is, so you extract oil from the plant mm -hmm. and then the oil can be turned into different things. It can be put into like a vape pen, or some people will just mix the oil directly into their chocolate or edibles. Okay. Um, the idea with our powder is, you know, you convert the oil into a powder and, and the ingredients in our powder are clinically proven to enhance bioavailability, which helps with onset. So there's that key point. The second point is being able to put it into a beverage and have it dissolve. I mean, you certainly could grab a, bo a bottle of CBD oil and drop a few things in your tea, but you've just got oil floating on the top of your teacup. And it's kind of the same as just taking a vitamin if you're going to do it that way. So we're really trying to enhance the experience for the consumer and get them, you know, enjoying it. Just like you would put in a scoop of ashwagandha powder into your smoothie. This is a, a this can be looked at as a supplement that you add to your other products. So it's, we're starting with coffee, but you can really put it into anything and have it dissolve and really not know that it's there and not be able to taste it because the, the ingredients in our powder also mask the flavor of the cannabis, which, which can be quite overpowering and strong and quite bitter, which will affect the experience of the food, which is important to us. <laughs> you know, you want to have course. that food profile flavor and texture remain consistent. Yes. Yeah, and back to your beginnings, you and Michael, Michael was his name, correct? Yeah. Yes. When, when your initial thoughts, I mean, even though this is a different product line with maybe some different focus and you, you still are focused on that experience that your consumer is going to have and you want them to enjoy it. And maybe there's something social associated with that, or you're going to create the environment. You know, if you're able to put it in as an option in your product with your tea line, that, that kind of goes right along with what your mission is for wellness mentally as well as physically, right? Because you, you're trying to get people to enjoy the experience and relax through their life. We are so busy 
and so scheduled sometimes that it's really nice to talk to you about, oh, I'm relaxing speaking with you. Just I'm kind of sitting back in my chair thinking about, yes, I'm going to go make a cup of tea after I get finished speaking with you. And I've got some nice chai tea right in my cabinet. I'm already, I'm almost tasting it as we're talking just so I can sit and relax and enjoy that after our conversation. And I hear that coming through, like that's what you're looking to do to give your your customers and experience as well as a product, right? That, that really is what it's about. I mean, you know, of course we've been in business for many years. And so you are always taking a look at your values and, and sort of what the core thing you want to provide to your customers, as well as the, what the core kind of purpose of your business is and what you're trying to bring to the world. And it really, it does keep going back to, we, we do, we want to give people those experiences that they take a moment, they become conscious of like where they are, what they're doing. I'm here. I'm having this cup of tea. You know, maybe that gives them a moment to say, like, pay attention to whoever they're sitting across from in a new engaging way or what play with their children. I mean, tea or cannabis or both together. It's really about stopping and pausing and taking in that moment because you're right. We don't do that enough. Everybody is so busy and we are, life is just passing by. Um, I was reading something the other day about like, you know, you just, if you don't actually stop and pause, you're always thinking about the next thing that you're doing and you're missing everything that's going on and, and passing you by. And so that's why we do love tea so much and, and cannabis as well, uh, because it really helps ground you in the moment. Yeah. And of course we want those moments to be as enjoyable as possible. So we love playing with branding and aesthetics and colorful packaging and, and, you know, engaging storytelling. And so we want it to everything to be a full experience for people and to, we really are just sharing our love of tea and plant medicine. And so we want that to come through in every product that we create. So I'm glad you're looking forward to having a tea and I'm happy to send you some of our favorites for you, you to enjoy. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and well, let's face it really, Laura with food, so much of experiencing food is experiencing the others around us and, and taking the time out a little bit to sit back and enjoy that experience of eating the food, drinking the drink, being with those we love and care about why we're doing that. You know, it's, it's a holistic experience if you do it right, which is what we're trying to promote. I'm hearing in your situation. So that's really cool. Yeah. As far as friends go, people are really looking for that. They're looking for a little bit of an oasis. Everything else is so rush, rush. And let me just take a moment out. Yeah. And that's what I think is really interesting about the food industry in general now and how it's changing. And people are really, they are taking time to take a look at their food instead of just using food as a means to kind of keep energy or keep full or, or whatever. It's saying, what am I putting in my body? How is it making me feel? What are the ingredients and what are the brands that I'm supporting? And I think that is such an important movement that is finally happening. People are finally realizing what they put into their bodies has a direct impact on how they feel mm -hmm. um, in terms of energy and digestion and mood and all of those things. So, you know, I'm really excited to see what other people are doing and how different categories are being reinvented and 
even new categories are, are being invented, you know, even just like the dairy free movement into nut milks and oat milks and coconut milks and coconut yogurts. So I'm definitely inspired by all, like just the whole food industry is kind of really opened up. And instead of it just being more like a grassroots movement, it is becoming, I just think the new food industry almost. I think you're absolutely right. People really are looking at a holistic view of their food and they they are caring now more than ever before i think about what's going into their bodies and category wise though really with your cannabis product cannabis as a food product in like the coffee which is your first that that's kind of a new category i mean that didn't used to exist yeah that's true <laughs> so i think you're you're pretty much on the cutting edge of that where do you see yourself going next i mean you mentioned gummies and others i think some of that has already been existing do you have an idea for where you want to go that we haven't heard of? Yes. You know, definitely. I think um, what you have mostly heard of in cannabis, I think in the first wave of it all was gummies and chocolates and, and, you know, lozenges and things like that, which are all great. And I definitely would love to do that. But I also would love for cannabis products and, and our, our powder to be included in products that are part of those daily rituals. So you're not introducing people to things that they don't really need to be eating. It depends how much you, how much, how many chocolates you eat in a day. And of course, chocolate can be good for you. But uh, my dream is to have this powder included in products that are good for you. So whether it's in your, you know, sports energy drink or your protein powder or your tea, I love the idea of it being included in powdered drink mixes, which I'm, you know, really into now, just kind of keeping up the hydration levels, um, getting a bit sick of water. So I've got all these different powders I'm adding to my waters that are not like, you know, they're not crystal light or something that has a lot of sugar. I think sugar is, you know, on the way out. So having different ways to I guess hydrate. So I would definitely love to see it in a in a hydration powder, in hydration mixes, or just different vitamin powders. Really, it suits that perfectly. Um, and again, having those daily rituals, like it could be in your morning, you know, granola bar, healthy granola bar, or something. So included in things that you're already eating. I think if because cannabis is still up and coming, I don't think everybody's convinced yet that it's okay to consume. There's so many years of false storytelling to undo. So once it's being included in those things that people are taking every day anyways, it becomes less of a chore to say, oh, I'm going to take my CBD or I'm going to take this, you know, to help me sleep at night. So if it's included in those wellness products that are geared towards specific ailments or functions, that would be where I hope we can head with the product line. Right. And then somebody's not having to think about think about consuming it is your point, part of a habit that they've yep. already got. It's not like, oh, and I need to take my CBD, right? whatever form that might take. Well, what kind of challenges are you having in the cannabis area? Like, is there, I know supply chain is an issue across the food industry. Is that any problem that you're having or, or are there growers and you can get supplied easily enough or how does that work? So 
we're not having problems with, I guess, I don't think cannabis has a supply chain issue at the moment um, in in the same way that food does. That's not to say other inputs along the way aren't having supply chain issues in terms, maybe packaging or something like that. Um, But really what, what, what I would say is a challenge for us in Canada has just been, you know, there's so many restrictions on marketing and so many barriers to entry in terms of launching a brand or launching a cannabis company. So it, it, that challenge there has been to find the right partner in Canada to get the product to market. Uh, and then I would say in the US, which is another you know country we, we would love to get involved in because it's not federally legal, it's you know state by state and then finding the right companies to work with on those products as well. So it's in you know again being a smaller company, trade shows not being on as much. So there's been a few challenges you know, the past two years, slowing down that momentum, everything kind of ground to a stop. And now it's getting restarted in Canada. I know it's more going in the US for a while, but, you know, wrapping our heads around the new, the new world and, and how we all move through it. And I think cannabis is still very new. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to convince you to just, you know, drink tea because tea has been around for thousands of years. Like cannabis is still such a new industry. And I think it is just challenging to convert customers, convert people to say that's okay. It's safe. You know, you're not going to get too high because it's controlled and there's different types that for different people. And so it's really about that education and then, you know, finding the right people to work with. Definitely those two things. So I hear a lot about uh, I, your challenge. Um, I see two things. And one you mentioned, which is the regulatory environment, both in Canada and in the United States, because let's face it, it used to be illegal. <laughs> and so the challenge, and I think as time goes on, you're right, it is already becoming more and more accepted, more and more states here in the United States are, are making legalization. However, there still is a lot of regulation around the industry. And, and that's, a, you're right, a challenge to navigate, especially for a smaller company. So finding those partners that maybe have already navigated some of that, that you can get with them and provide the best of what you do with the best of what they do. So neither one of you has to remake. I see that might be, you know, a good option, a good option for you to follow. Uh, that sounds great. Well, what else uh, would you like for us to know? Is there anything that we haven't chatted about that you'd like for our audience to know about what you're doing now, what's coming in the future, any of those things? We did cover a lot today. I think, um, you know, in terms of, I'll just give you a summary of where, you know, Tealish is and where Join is and, and you know, what we're really passionate about continuing in the future is, um, you know, Tealish, we're taking a look at our company as a whole and understanding, you know, what the customers are really responding to and what kind of the best teas for this period of time is. So we're really focused on building out a functional wellness line of teas. And uh, I'm really excited about that line. The packaging is beautiful and engaging and kind of it combines all the best things that we do. So beautiful packaging, delicious teas, plus they're really good for you. And they taste good, you know, often teas that are meant for certain ailments, um, have some herbs in there that are a bit tough to swallow at times. And so we've created um, six teas that are delicious and uh, good for you and will help with things like sleep and digestion and 
colds and stress and, and all those things that we're, you know, really trying to combat. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're most excited about in Tealish and, and, you know, penetrating the grocery market in Canada and hopefully the U.S. to follow. And then in terms of our cannabis product, you know, we're really just excited about the product hitting the market and people getting to try it for the first time. We really believe that people will see a big difference between the edibles they're currently consuming and this edible in terms of the effect that it has in the onset time. And we really, you know, we've put three years into this, uh, developing this product because we felt like it was so different and could change the game. Um, and we're just so excited for people to try it and, and to, you know, um, again, uh, hear that feedback from customers that, the, you know, seeing people enjoy a product that you've put your heart and soul into, you know, there's nothing better. So really looking forward this year to just continuing to thrill our customers with our innovations and, and continuing to grow both businesses in the wellness sphere. Well, Laura, your whole focus on really the holistic looking at a person and their health and wellness, their desire to put the best products possible into their body. And not only that, you've helped them by identifying those ingredients that are best in certain areas. So you're taking that part of it out and, and helping them identify which products if they have a certain problem they're coming with. Let's face it, during the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of information about taking care of ourselves and making sure that our, our bodies are strong, that we're healthy, that our immune systems are strong, and your product lines uh, really do overlap with each other in that area and really help people to achieve those ends. Thank you so much for being on the Future Foodcast with us today and sharing all your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 